Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast brought to you by gumbroker.com. Go get all your fall firearm needs, or if you just want a new toy. Or you just want to look. Have a little looky Yeah, just a little looky loo. I Try love bidding today. on stuff. Do you? Just yeah. gives you excited. It's like your form of gambling. Yeah. Like, I like to go in there and be like, oh, I'm going to give me a deal. I'm going to give you a deal. I'll bid on something, and then it'll be like, you've been outbid. I don't understand all the in- intricacies of it because I don't play around on it much. Um, but they have, like, on on eBay, you can get people sneak in at the very end and snipe you. But apparently they have fail-safes in for that where it's, like, 15-minute rule or something. I don't know if you guys know anything about it. Is that, like, it. 15 minutes between bids? Uh, Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or if it's the last 15 minutes of the auction, which I think, by the way, they were talking about it when we talked with them. I think that was kind of the gist of it. Mm. Um, maybe there's like throttling in the last 15 minutes or I don't know, but yeah. So go try it. See if you can win something. Mm-hmm. Get you, get you a little, one of those little desk guns, <laughs> desk drawer guns. Yeah. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Eric has been eyeballing. Just him. sitting Shoot, it out. Braided. <laughs> Shot him. Well, lots of fall conversations around here. Um, I, I, I've told you guys already, but I'll, I'll shame myself publicly too dry fired my bow this weekend that was the one dumb thing that i did hunting related mm. got out to the range chit-chatting with a feller and turned around <laughs> fired my bow no arrow i too am a hunting enthusiast <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. i love that i'm a big bow hunter hello fellow hunter <laughs> yeah watch me shoot so i'll be going to the archery shop today so was was he within earshot when he dry fired it oh dude the whole county was within earshot of this snap. Like, yes. Did I'd, he like turn around? And was like, you all right, man? <laughs> no. So he had walked back to his car. He's probably thirty yards, forty yards. And I turn. He hasn't looked. I'm like, okay, I can get by with this. Go get, go get an arrow. <laughs> and you try to again. shoot, but the the peep was messed up, and yeah. you kiss her button. Yeah. I, the it's funny. I pulled it back the first time, and I could see. I could see the pin, but the the peep was tilted, so I could just see the pin. It wasn't a circle. It was like a really tight oval. Oh, and yeah. so I did get one more shot off, and I was like, ah, I probably should put this away. And That's stop. bold. I don't know if I took another shot. I don't know if it's bold or stupid. Yeah. Um, you were just in <laughs> denial. You are like, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. Yeah. What, so. Were you like, well, uh, it's, it's lunchtime. I better go. I know. It's funny. He probably – he was already there shooting and getting ready to leave, and I was coming in and took a couple shots, um, testing out a new release. So I was really close. I didn't want anything crazy to happen. And so I shot two 10-yard shots and then this 30-yard <laughs> shot <laughs> and then turned around and left. So, yeah, he, he did a know. weird routine, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good about yeah. 10, 10. All right. Yeah. His so, road. What type of release did you get? It like uh, a, new kind? a thumb release, yeah. You've always had the thumb. Right? I like thumb releases. This one has a, it's a, it's a sheer 
type and it's very sensitive lots of adjustability though Mm. and I actually like it a lot more because the few times I've been using it, I've been testing it with my little, I don't know what you call that thing. Trainer? Trainer, yeah, shot trainer. Um, and I, I just have to squeeze a fist, and I feel like I'm able to concentrate on that versus punching it on mm. the other one because it travels a lot longer on that other one, even though it's adjustable. Like, it still doesn't get as tight as this one does. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so you didn't yeah. you buy that one with the intention that it would be your backup? Are you now potentially going to flip flop? Yep. The new one is now your exactly. primary. Yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. What so. brand did you get? Stan. Stan on it. It's 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 a little bit more than the one I had before, but yeah. it's like that's a classic. Real Babe, I'm going to get a backup <laughs> just in case I had something bad happens. This one, I have a backup. Spends <laughs> more on the backup than his original. <laughs> And I'm just gonna I'm gonna go out this weekend. I'm gonna take a couple shots with it, and then you come back and you're like, and I broke my bow. So now we got it. Unrelated to the new release, I'm just yeah. ding dong. So two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Did you take it yet? No, they weren't. They weren't there this morning. So I'm gonna take it over there in a little bit. So. Well, I uh, I should probably go next because I spent time in the bow shop last week as well. <laughs> like our seasons have both now opened. <sighs> As of yesterday. And, and you guys are like, why don't you buy a boat? This is exactly it's why fun. I Shut don't up. buy a it's boat. It's fun. Shut up. It's fun. Dude, you have to make these mistakes to learn. It's okay. I'm you not saying it's. To. I'm not saying it's, I've never it's wrong to make boat. a mistake. I'm just saying you got to have deep pockets to get into boats. Yeah, that's no. true. I do have deep pockets. You're right, Dan. Good call there. You know what, <laughs> I'm man, loaded. Don't, don't act like you don't spend a ton of money on other hobbies like the you most can't just throw another look, one in there. gear broke person we know yeah. is Dan. Yeah, look, we're gonna, into boat we're going to be playing poker tonight, and I'm going to like start – You're gonna I'm going to run all your money out, and then I'm going to start coming after your gear. I'm going to be like, we're going for your kayak on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll raise you three jigs. Well, Jacob will have like baggies. <laughs> Little crappy <laughs> jigs. <laughs> that would actually be kind of fun. The uh, rare beaver idea. banger. <laughs> the beaver <laughs> banger. <laughs> new name for a bait. Good call. But yeah, so I uh, I was at the bow shop. Um, just so I got it restrung. I went and shouted a bunch of times, and then was doing like the final tune. Um, they were calling it. Sounds pretty soft to me. Yeah, pretty soft. And uh, <laughs> and like, I get in there and. Um, I shoot it one time, and, like, it's a really bad tear. Like, I'm shooting into paper. Really bad tear, like, bottom right. Um, the, like, the the field point hole and the tear is, like, low left of the actual, like, fletching tear. And it's, like, a really nasty looking. It should look like a bullet hole with, you know, the fins, fins coming out of it. So, like, immediately, I'm like, great. This is not going well. I shoot a couple times, and then Dallas, which it was actually Dallas's last day full time there. I was his last patient in his uh, in his shop, uh, and I was a problem child. So um, he he shoots it a couple times, and he's like, sometimes like I'll shoot it, and I won't have the same problem. And then we'll look at your form; it could be something you're doing. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay. He shoots it, same problem. Shoots it, same problem, and he's like, hey, we got an issue on our hands here. So like, let's look at this, and he starts looking. He's like, well. We can adjust the rest, and so we do that a few times. It's getting, I mean, a touch better, but not by much. And he starts saying, like, there's something here that is, like, a bigger issue, and we start looking. So I had the Trophy Ridge VMAX Whisker Biscuit, which I went from a normal Whisker Biscuit to this, and 
It's really cool. It has like just three sections of, of whiskers versus the normal whisk, whisker biscuit goes all the way around. This one just has three sections. So it's supposed to be like less resistance on the arrow and like minimizes the rest of fletching contact. Well, at the time I was shooting a three fletched arrow. So three little spots of whiskers, three fletched arrow, no problem. I switched to four fletched over the off season and we were shooting those paper tune he's like the rest of fletching contact is wrong here and he's like there's nothing i'm going to be able to do to fix this he's like your two options are you can tear the one or like get the refletch them basically like take the floor four fletching turn them into three fletching or you can get a drop away rest and i was like i don't really want to spend much money blah 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 well he's like here's here's some affordable options so i got a qad uh, I think it's a QAD Pro Hunter or Extreme Hunter or something like that. It's just like a pretty fork. entry level, yeah, fork with like a little little uh, retainer. Yeah, retainer on top. I've never used drop away rest, but get that put on and come back and get it. And he's like, that fixed the issue. Now you just need to resight in your bow and then broadhead tune. Well, I had already had it sighted in ish mm. it was not consistent i was not feeling great but i've also been having shoulder problems it's been a whole thing this is all leading up to this was like on a friday and then a saturday and then open season was yesterday sunday so um i tried to get it all ready but it just didn't work out and i'm still like i've still got one more session of broadhead tuning because i got new broadheads this year because i shot my other ones last year and they are out of commission so there's just been kind of a lot of change up this off season and on top of all that it was a bad like irregular wind and it was 84 degrees yesterday i was like all this is stacking up to me not going out and so i ended up not going hunting and just working working on my bow and trying to get phil helped me yesterday a lot on uh on broadhead tuning and getting it pretty close but did he go out no he he's He's pastor now, so he uh, he doesn't have oh, Sundays, Sundays to go hunt. Yeah, yeah he's, his weekend is Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, he, he never was planning to go out. So, yeah, yeah. that's why that's my excuse for Good why I didn't, weekend. I didn't get out. What's yeah, your excuse, Erica? <laughs> She's got um, a better one. <laughs> oh, um, I had a wedding at my house uh, on Saturday, so I was exhausted on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so I, if you want to have a new venue out in Indiana, you go to Erica.com <laughs> no, and book no, no. Weddings, venue. Weddings Wait, don't slash bouncy houses. Weddings, yes. <laughs> yeah, weddings uh, slash bouncy houses. I will say that I said I wasn't going to talk about this. and I won't Sorry, I led you into it. But Brandon did it. Um, I, okay, I uh, had a wedding at my house. We don't normally do that. No? Uh, okay. Nope, never done it. Right. Um, but it was a great time until the groom did break his leg. <laughs> Uh, the the whole leg <laughs> broke it. Fibia and tibia, tibia, tibula, tibula, fibula, fibula, fibula and tibula, tibia yeah. and fibula, tibia, tib, tib, liberty, liberty, bibu. That one's the new one. It's the new one. Yeah, big fan. Uh, so that happened and uh, it was great. But anyways, so I was exhausted on Sunday. Uh, which was opener, but I also, I think I talked last time I was on here that I didn't feel really good about um, pulling my bow back and like, I don't know. Anyways, but uh, a little promo here for Fit to Hunt, Fit to 
numberhunt.com. Uh, they do like fitness for like your elk hunt or your bow hunt. And uh, there's this guy who's in our app, Jeremy Kerber. He, I just did not feel good about like really pulling back like my draw weight and then like holding my bow like without like really shaking. Anyways, he gave me this, He they have like an archery program and it's a six week program and I've I'm two weeks into it. And so yesterday I did, I was like, get up off the couch, go do something. Um, and I, I did go out there and shoot a little bit and I'm not kidding you. I really did feel like stronger, like right here underneath. Uh, I don't know what that is. My lats, my lats, my latitudes. Yeah, your no. latitude saddles. <laughs> well, what are they? I think it's lats, right? I yeah. think they are lats. Oblique. My lats. Your obliques are in your stomach. No, that's your down here. side abs. <laughs> uh, I don't have side abs. Side abs. Um, anyway, well, and it's not like I've never worked out before, but like I had been working out and really still had not. Anyways, those little so this muscles, program, those little back muscles. Yeah, like I really, I was like, oh my God, I'm so strong. Yeah, dog. Uh, so I felt really good about that. And then I put, so I was, I was hitting where I wanted to hit and then I changed it to the, um, broadheads mm-hmm. and it was going a little bit down. Yeah. I was like, gosh, damn it. Which I knew that it would. I just hadn't thought that far. Yeah. So now I think I need to go out tonight and adjust my sight and rest. then rest. Ooh? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Usually when you're a broadhead tuning, you're adjusting your rest. Oh, yeah. You'd st- fly to the arrow. You too. Mm. And us. Like, we could help you figure it out. But. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I uh, have the same rest as you now. The VMAX? No, I don't know. It's like the. Drop away. The drop oh, away. right. Yeah. Yeah. You have the drop away. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I have the drop away. Yeah. So you just kind of. Yeah. It depends. You said it was low. So then you just need to adjust the the housing of that rest dealio. Mm-hmm. There's a little, a little micro tuning thing on a lot of them you can use. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Tim. Uh, I keep using the um, what are those? The monkey the wrenches. <laughs> the the Allen, Allen wrenches. The monkey wrenches. <laughs> monkey Aren't, wrench. Is there a monkey wrench? I don't know. What is is a monkey wrench an actual thing? It's <laughs> an adjustable wrench that's usually used for plumbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the not. Allen wrench. So like not a, an Allen wrench. A twelve-inch <laughs> long wrench. Yeah. To, to be, Tim keeps being like, "Where's the Allen wrenches at?" And I'm like, "Oh, they're in the bow case. <laughs> like, <laughs> where they should be. Yeah, where they should be. Anyways, that's all I did. But I feel good about it. I'm gonna yeah. try and go this week. Sweet. I think that so far what I've seen is feeling more confident in your bow is a huge part of it. Yeah. Like if you don't feel ready to go, don't go. Like mm-hmm. That's that's my excuse. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And dude, we shot a lot more 3D last year. I, yeah. I feel like I was a lot a lot better shot last year. I didn't I haven't shot as much probably like at longer distances and like technical shots and stuff. Like that. I just been shooting like a block, and so. I was I was feeling pretty good last year. Yeah, uh, I feel all right. Once Time I get, on the bow. Yeah, once I get broadhead tuned, I'll be I'll be okay. Yeah, but it's still been like eighty degrees, mm-hmm. mid eighties. Yeah, I think uh, the end of this week is supposed to really dip down. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, it's it's looking like we're like we're here. Like this week, the highs are like. 58, 60, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, and hunting the evenings, it'll start getting down. I mean, you look out the window, and it's like leaves are falling, mm-hmm. acorns pinging off mm-hmm. of everything, and they step outside, it's 85 degrees. I know. You're like, what is yeah, It's it supposed like to be it's, done. It's overnight temps are good. Yeah. And you got, you all both got bucks on camera, right? This mm-hmm. past week. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had like three roll through, right? And then what you yeah, said? I think it was that Harvest Moon. I think they were like, I actually don't know what they were thinking. Time to go harvest from acorns. Yeah, they were like, ooh. It's <laughs> Put their overalls on and went so, out there. So is the moon right thing, the moon activity just because of the amount of light? light? That's what I figure. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't like done a deep dive into it. But, I mean, there is like gravitational pull and like all that stuff. Like the, I don't know. Does that change the different? I don't know. Yeah, because the moon is close. Yeah. Oh, know. no. We're making I mean, ourselves it, look It affects we're tides. We're how dumb we are. Flat it, Earth. It affects tides, <laughs> so I'm sure. It's, yeah, I don't know. How do the flat earthers explain, like, hunting phases and stuff like that? Do they do they go? You would know. What do you mean? Do they talk about, like, hunting at all? or No. Because, like, they don't deny that there's a moon. Oh. I thought they would. No. I think they think the moon orbits above the flat earth and yeah. then the sun it orbits a little higher above the flat earth so how do they flat, flat earthers do not believe that the earth rotates around the sun they believe that the sun and the moon rotates around the earth which is the disc yes yeah because it's a flat disc so then what causes the shadows and the phases of a moon that's kind of what i was trying to say uh, there okay. There is a a wiki, a flat Earth wiki. <laughs> Go to flatearth.com. Um, and they do have a lot of it. I'm okay. For the record, I am not a flat earther anymore. Okay, no, <laughs> stop. I got into flat Earth for about a good thirty Look, thirty minutes one day. COVID was weird. Okay, everybody had to. <laughs> for the re- this was before COVID. Oh no, <laughs> you don't have an excuse. Uh, I got into it. There was a dollar bill that I found in my wallet one day and it was like, flat earth is real. And I was like, what? And like, I'm the person that actually went to, and like Google flat earth. Yeah. And then I was like, huh, they do explain a lot. Freaking. Like why do, yeah. Like we just believe that like flat earth was, or like the earth was round because people told us so. Ooh. And, then I was like, and then they had a lot of explanations and I was like, that does make sense. But like, they do believe that like, you could just like walk off the edge of the earth. Yeah. But there's sense. also ice caps around right. the um, edge of it. Your YouTube algorithm is probably an absolute blast. I would love to see what kind of YouTube videos you're getting served. Well, yeah. I just saw on Go Wild, someone posted something um, and it was about that upcoming, this week there's going to be a nationwide emergency alert test. I don't know if you mm. guys have heard about it on uh-uh. Wednesday. And this person posted this thing that was like, it's so the government knows where you're at. And I was reading through uh-huh. on this article that they linked to, I was reading through the comments and the top comment was the emergency alert is going to activate the chips in the COVID oh. vaccine. Ah, yes. The 5G well, networks Now we will can't activate. publish this video <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> no, I just get shot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 through the window. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much. No, but yeah, yeah. no, there's some good, uh, good conspiracy theories out there. We need a, we need a conspiracy theory. Wait, there is an emergency trail. alert. There is. Yeah, they are test. I think it has to do with the Maui wildfires, right? Because their alerts mm. didn't go out. They were like, we tried to send alerts to people's phones about the wildfire, and they didn't go out. God, Hawaii. Do you remember a few years ago when they accidentally had that emergency alert that was like, yeah. there's a bomb oh, dropping. No, there was oh, a, a missile, missile coming. From a yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it like went off, and people yeah. 
were just, I mean, can you imagine if you got emergency alert that was yeah. like a ballistic missile? Is like could you imagine being like, on an island and it's like well, nowhere to go? Do? Yeah. yeah, nowhere to go. Well, I think part of the Maui thing was they didn't sound. They purposely didn't sound the alarm because they were worried people were going to go up they, the mountains. They and didn't that sound the tsunami siren. Uh, That's like a tornado siren because uh, they're like, yeah, it would push be, them to the it. only time we use it is when there's a tsunami and theoretically, you know, everyone's like, well, we would know tsunamis because they take, you know, hours. There's an earthquake out at sea and they're like in four hours, mm-hmm. there'll be a tsunami. But you could kind of see the argument that like, um, yeah, you know, I think the big thing was they were just trying to wake people up like sound the alarm so people wake up and look out the window and see fire and then can react but no this is the cell phone thing so the cell phone thing you can program it to say whatever alien invasion so we're gonna get an alien invasion alert wednesday this is just yeah we'll get a (laughs) test everyone with a cell phone aliens are coming that's on should get the test it probably will fail in some way Okay, we should probably go back to talking about things <laughs> we know a little bit more about. <laughs> we started wading into the Maui fire, and I'm like, well, doesn't even matter I think the reason they didn't sound the alarm be, is because <laughs> by the time this episode airs, yeah. everyone's COVID vaccines will be activated, <laughs> Yeah, their chips, and then they will become lizard people oh. and walk right off the flat earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this episode will never air. No one will ever hear yeah, it. Yeah, we're we're limiting ourselves on what can actually be published at this point. But I don't know how we went from like the yeah. moon to flat Earth to. Oh, I do. Well, all those dots connect. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Did you do anything this weekend? I went out and got my trail camera from the. the so we actually drew the border of this hunt area. It's eleven thousand acres. You drew it. Well, on the onyx, you know how you can like, oh, I thought put you, in the borders. I still imagine a spreadsheet of no. like. No, so on onyx did the borders, and then because I didn't know how big the area was, mm-hmm. eleven thousand acres is my hunt area on land between the lakes, mm-hmm. which yeah. this is one of fourteen hunt areas, and they're all about that size. So, you know, probably a hundred thousand acres or something is land between the lakes. So a big hunt area. Most of it doesn't have cell phone reception. If you're on a ridge line, oh, you can get cell okay. phone reception. As soon as you go in, you lose cell phone reception. So I had a trail cam set up and didn't get cell phone reception. So I knew I'd have to come back out in two weeks. And now it's two weeks later. I did get one picture from it of a squirrel. So I was excited to go down and pull the card. Pull the card. Eight pictures. Four of them were me walking up to the trail cam like five minutes ago, and then <laughs> and then four of them were squirrels. No other hunters, no deer, okay. no nothing. So that spot is no bueno. So we went to where I was thinking of camping, drove on the road, uh, camped, and there's the like this logging road that I'd tried taking my truck down before, but I'm like, I'm going to get stuck because this is an unmanaged road. So I backed up. This was two weeks ago. So this week, I'm, we parked there, and I'm like, well, let's walk down it and see how it is. And probably about 30, 40 yards from where I parked, there's a huge tree blocking the whole road, fell over, blocking the whole road. So I'm like, oh, no one can drive down this road, and it's a long road along all the ridge ridge tops and there's just acorns everywhere on this ridge line so me and my buddy walk down it and we walk all the way down to the end it's about a mile and a half to the end and it just turns into woods the roads just end so i'm like oh no one can 
there can be no car activity and if i park at the head of the road this is like the only way you can get to this part of the woods you know, like you can't hike in from another road there's no other roads close i'm like this is a pretty good spot so uh we find this part of the ridge line where there's two valleys and these are like mature oak valleys with very little underbrush so i'm range finding and i'm i can see across the valley you know 100 to 150 yards which for kentucky deer woods that's a pretty good distance for a shooting lane on both sides looking down into two valleys so i'm like oh this is a spot so i set up a trail cam there and i get signal because it's on a ridge line and then i set it up saturday and then sunday i got a picture of a doe so i know there's deer in the area uh, I bet they're not feeding up on the ridge line right now, but I bet once the rut happens, that'll be a buck highway up there because it connects, it's a mile and a half, connects every single valley and ridge line. Mm. And even though it's a unmaintained road, it's still remarkably clear, so there's no underbrush or anything, so a deer could just jet right across it. So I'm excited as it starts getting colder. I think I'm going to get some bucks on camera and... The location, you know, with hunting public is dealing with other hunters. Mm-hmm. And if my car, if my truck's at the top of that road, um, anyone who comes after me, because I'm going to camp out, so I should theoretically be out in the woods before anyone else would even come up. They would see my truck and be like, oh, someone's here. If you wake up for your alarm, of course. If I wake up from which is deep cut back to the one time Dan didn't make up which is crucial crucial part of it um, or maybe I'll just do afternoon hunts only <laughs> he wakes up at five four or five and he's like mm, I'm so cozy in my sleeping bag in my hammock surely they're not moving right now yeah, yeah. there's no deer out here right now yeah <clears throat> the other thing that's nice about this this road is it's pretty there's very little underbrush, and I feel like I could sneak along it pretty stealthily. Mm-hmm. So if the wind's right, I might be a little bit more mobile than I've been in past hunts, where I'll just hunt the same spot morning and, and evening, and I'll just sit out all day in one spot. This might be one of those ones where I relocate midday. Can you see pretty good? Like, you can see probably around you, like, oh, gosh, there's I need to move over there because that's where I... Where I see him at? Yes, like, I can see. I can see really well. I can see as far as I'm comfortable shooting, which would probably be 150 yards. Okay. Um, it's, and I can also hear really well. So where it's at, I mean, we were hearing acorns dropping way down in the valley because they drop down in the valley and roll down the hill. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I feel like it's it's a pretty primo spot. You know, the only thing that would have been better is if it was, like, on the edge of a field or something, which I feel like would get too much pressure anyway. So, mm-hmm. I'm feeling confident about it. Okay. Feeling real good. Is there anything out there that is, like, this is, there's a reason that the deer would move, like, cross the highway and move along the highway at this particular, like, a pinch point that you can kind of narrow in on to say you're, I mean, you're shooting a gun. That's a little different, I guess, than bow hunting, <coughs> but. Yeah, so my the spot I chose was two open valleys on either end. One has a creek bed at the bottom of the valley, and I've got good sight lines. Um, Is there water in the creek? No, not not. There was mud. Well, that's that was the other question I had. Forever though. Well, I was yeah. going to ask that was. 
um, on this logging road, there's old tire tracks that have stagnant, you know, three inch deep puddles in it. Um, is that enough water for a deer? Like, like yeah. would a deer be like, oh, I mean, if it's, I was get a couple licks of this. If it's not that like slurry mud oil looking it's, stuff, I'm no, sure they would. Yeah. yeah. So, well, they get a lot of their water from vegetation too. Yeah. So, like there's some bucks that live out and there's like, it doesn't look like there's water anywhere around, but you got to think like they're eating leaves, there's puddles, there's leaves that fill with water. They're, yeah. they're kind of opportunistic with that. But. So that's good. Um, I still didn't see any sign of deer as far as rubs or scrapes or anything, but it's still kind of early in the season. So we'll see how well my camera battery lasts. I might go back out in two weeks just because um, that's a long drive. It's three hours each way. Yeah. You need to get one of those solar um, things to go on them so you don't have to keep going out there and changing the battery. Well, I went out there last time. And I only took eight pictures, so the battery was like 90% full. Yeah, I would think with yours, as long as it's not polling so much for signal that it's draining it, if it's not sending a ton of pictures, you'd probably be fine. Yeah, so it might it might just be just because got nothing going on on a Saturday, drive out there and walk around some more. And th- there were a lot of game trails going across, not where I'm setting up, but trails going across, but they didn't have great shooting lanes, so... And archery season is open in there, so if you were going down, you'd think you would see hunters in the spot. If Yeah, you would think. I didn't see – I haven't seen <clears> – <throat> this is the second time I've been down there. I haven't seen anyone hunting. You didn't – did you see the the climber stand again? It was there that last time? It was there. It was, it still, was still there, there. but I'm not hunting that area because there was – Oh, that right, was the, That was the there. first area where there was nothing right. on camera. And that was the other thing was I felt like that – pond which you can see on the satellite mapping and it's only one of two ponds outside of the lake beach coastline uh i'm like oh there's gonna be a ton of hunters coming down here and scouting i didn't get anyone else on cam that's not like i don't know i don't feel like it's that surprising with like a giant body of water being there like i don't think that a lot of hunters would be like i'm gonna go look for a water source Isolated. that's alternative to yeah, yeah. like I, I get the theory but it doesn't seem like most hunters would be thinking about that you know what i mean yeah. like i don't know, I don't know. i'm excited though it's gonna be good yeah man sounds like you got a good setup well i uh friday we talked about your dead deer sled that you bought your snow sled which is pretty sweet have jet, you ever seen one of those jet sled person yeah it's like they're the really same stout yeah they're really stout i was expecting it to be more flimsy but a sturdy thing so anyways i I do not have the type of drag out that you guys will have on these public land hunts. But last year when I was dragging that buck up the hill, like it killed me. It was yeah. heavy and it was hard to get up there. Yeah. So I started thinking about what I'm going to do to help me drag deer out if I have to do it by myself. And um, I started looking at deer drags and DIY deer drags and how to build something myself. Cause I don't want to spend 60 bucks on something that I can just build. And I somehow at our house, I don't know what this goes to. I'll probably find out at some point when it's necessary and I don't have it, but it's a section of like seatbelt material that already has loops sewn in both ends. Hmm. And so I took a, a one inch dowel rod that just perfectly fits in those loops, screwed the seatbelt on there. And then I took old bike inner tube and wrapped it around that handle. So now I've got a deer drag that's, I don't know, it's probably four feet. And link, so I'm hoping my feet don't kick the deer as I'm dragging it. 
but you just put it around the antlers, kind of loop it, loop the handle through, and pull it up Dang. to you, walk behind it. It's great. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that when you shared that. I wonder if there'd be a way to attach a uh, rope or something to your hunting saddle. Yes. I, I read some like forum posts about that, actually, where people are doing that, just rigging it up so that it attaches to you. Yeah. The issue with mine, my saddle belt loosens with time and me sitting in the tree moving around and if i get out of the get out of the tree and hike back to my truck i typically have to tighten it once or twice before i get back to the truck um i don't know if it's just not looped through the buckle correctly i haven't figured out why it loosens like that so yes but it would pull right off me i'd be have it around my knees in a second Mm -hmm. but yeah that's inventive i like it a cheap Redneck ingenuity. Yeah, baby. Save you some money. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anybody hears this and has questions about how to do it, send me a message. It's super stupid simple. Um, obviously, if you don't have seatbelt material, you can rig up some other kind of rope. But I just, I've been working out, preparing myself to drag, hopefully, because last year was so tough getting up that hill yeah. that I'm hoping this thing makes it a heck of a lot easier. Well, dude, it, every year a bunch of people die trying to drag their deer out because they have a heart attack it's the only what yeah 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 it's a very common thing yeah well and so because last... people don't do anything all year long and then they go out and they sit in their stand they shoot a buck and then they try to drag it well their heart rate gets up so high that they're not accustomed to it and it's just one of those things that like there's nothing to it but to do it and most people are physically capable of dragging it a little bit but it's like a it's like a long yeah, grueling exercise really... and like if you're not in some amount of cardio shape then yeah you just have a heart attack out there and since you're out in the woods by yourself yeah it happens every year well yeah i guess like the whole deal of shooting a deer like you know taking that shot you're already you know right that's true yeah yeah crazy and then you let it die down and then go get it and then you pull back up your heart's like oh man it's too much fella (laughs) yeah man we (laughs) we gotta get out yeah well, and last year too, I lack of preparedness, whatever you want to call it. I just don't eat and drink a lot, and so when I'm sitting there, mm-hmm. actually last year I was in between properties. I had a handful of almonds, handful of jerky, drank a little bit of water, and then you know sat down for the hunt, and all the work started. And so I was like way, way low on calories to have energy to do this. Dehydrated because I haven't drank anything, and so then you take that. I didn't go get something out of the truck in between shooting the deer and gutting the deer and dragging the deer. And so I'm like depleted of everything and then trying to do that. And it was just gassed, completely gassed. Yeah. So lots of lessons in there. Keep yourself full while you're hunting. Yeah. I never think to, I always imagine like the hunt and the shot, but I never, well, I do think like if it starts to get close to shooting light or yeah, no, the end of shooting light, I'll say, I'm always like, do I? Well, last year, because I, I had not field dressed on my own before. And so I had a couple people that were like, if you get something, just call. And like, we will help you with it since you're not super confident. And I was like, great. So it would be like very close to the end of shooting light. And I'd be like, oh, but if something does come through, like by the time it, I'd always think about that. By the time it like rests and like stops, then I'm going to have to call them and it's going to be like dark. I'm like, hey, so you, so I know that it's very dark now, but like, can you help me find <laughs> it and help me through dress it? Yeah. So 
Anyways, I feel good this year, but I don't usually. I hadn't thought about dragging all the energy you're gonna put in yeah yeah like i don't feel dressing them like it's work yeah it's not simple i don't put water in like snacks for afterwards you know like like i dehydrate i dehydrate myself and i don't eat yeah yeah and then but like yeah last year it was a lot of if you've got no calories in your belly to burn off i mean you just gotta think about putting yourself in a hole even more yeah and the adrenaline dump and all that like you're already kind of on the edge a little frayed having a snack and some water is probably a good idea but dude i don't know how many deer me and phil have shot together uh and he has a deer cart and we've never used it like it's just like just so happens that that hunt when we go kill something we forgot it or it's in his truck it's like you don't have the net don't have the fish net you catch a big fish literally it's like it's exact that exact we've he shot a buck i don't remember how long ago it was it was a couple years ago maybe uh, and he dra- had to drag it like, hmm, I don't even know. It was probably a mile, a mile and a half. And then like the last 500 yards, I was able to hike out with, um, his buddy and me and then all of Phil's gear. We hiked all the way out got to the truck and then drove the truck down and met him like at the bottom where he was dragging this thing out. And then I wheeled the deer cart all the way to him. And by the time I got to him, he was like five or 600 yards from the truck. So we rigged the thing up and put it on. So like, that's the only time we've ever even used the deer cart. That's supposed to make dragging super easy. It's just, we've never like actually had it on hand and like had a good plan to use it. Yep. My lessons from, from gutting deer is stretch your hamstrings and have food and water to keep you filled up. I bet all the cavemen out there, they're listening from centuries ago. Are like you guys are idiots. <laughs> like yeah. we're talking you ever about. See, you ever we see a, a prep for? <laughs> yeah. You ever see a gazelle stretch before it runs? Nah. <laughs> yeah. What's that from? That's from something. I don't know. I've I've said it. I've oh, probably saw it somewhere. Man. He made it up. No, I didn't That's make that good. up. It's like how Brad good. invented yee yee. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we came up with it, but it's like yeah. <laughs> it's a contested argument. No. But. Well. Season's open. Let's go get them. Time to get to work. Yeah. By the next episode, we'll all have been in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple Tune times. in for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Except for me. Well, that Andrew. Has to wait till November. Yeah. You haven't. Uh, Andrew shot two does already, so he's ahead of us over yeah. in Ohio. The group tally. Up yeah. to two. Yep. We'll add to it this week. All right, y'all. Make sure you log the show and go wild. Get your points. Get ready for those rewards coming out soon with Gunbroker is a pretty sweet one. So make sure you have some of those ready to cash in and we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.